Please be seated. So today is the second Sunday in the season of Lent, um, which is a season of just special prayer, self-examination, um, fasting. And um, this Lent here at St. Peter's, we are focusing on the spiritual practice of Sabbath. And we're doing something special in service today. So we're actually gonna keep the kids um, with us in service. And we're gonna invite them in just a second to take a closer look at what we're doing up here. Um, I am really delighted to have uh, my friend, the Rabbi Joshua Stanton with us today. Um, um, Rabbi Joshua is the Director of Leadership and Formation at Kalal, the National Jewish Center for Learning and Leadership. And he's the spiritual leader of East End Temple in Gramercy Park. And he's a very respected author and voice in the media. You may have even um, seen him here and there um, in the newspaper or online. Um, so Josh and I met, um, and now it's like over 10 years ago, when we were doing what's called CPE, clinical pastoral education. It's a requirement for like seminary and rabbinical students when you're going through ordination. So it's hospital chaplaincy. So we were um, assigned to NYU Langone Hospital and the rest of our cohort was there. And Josh and I were like the, the lone two people who got sent to the hospital for special surgery. So we would have a chance to like walk from NYU down to the hospital and just have lots of really great conversations. And for me, it was like the first time being in an educational setting with rabbinical students, particularly around um, theological education. And I just loved it. Like I loved hearing from them, learning with and from them. Um, I was so fascinated because Christianity's roots are in Judaism. And um, you know, in seminary, we learn all of that from a, a very Christian perspective. And um, you know, I think Christians, we don't give enough attention to the fact that Jesus was a Jew and um, that his world was Jewish, his culture was Jewish, his identity was Jewish. So I was just drinking it all up. And um, at that point, I had been a few years into my sabbatical journey, and I remember talking about it with Josh, and Josh was like, have you ever um, been, like, been to a Shabbat meal? And I was like, no, I, I, I haven't. And he was like, well, you gotta fix that. So he organized um, a Shabbat meal with the other rabbinical students for um, the Christian seminary students. And it was so beautiful, um, just so meaningful. And so when I thought about us focusing on Sabbath, this Lent, I of course thought of Josh, um, who every once in a while gets a random text from me when I have a question, a burning question about Judaism. And um, he's my go-to my go-to guy. And, um, and so he's gonna come and just share with us about this beautiful practice, um, specifically around the Shabbat meal. And and so please join me in welcoming Rabbi Joshua Stanton. Should I use this or this? Actually, you can use that. Yeah. Okay. First of all, what an absolute pleasure. And it goes without saying that your rector is an extraordinary human being and a teacher to many, including rabbis. <laughs> You're very kind, Josh. <laughs> In our tradition, it says, Shamo v'zacho, you should both remember and protect Sabbath. And so I think we're going to be in dialogue about Sabbath mm, yes. itself yeah. and the ways that it also protects us. Yes, yes. And I am... Um, in just a second, we will. And actually, Jimmy, if you could come up and help us start moving the table into place. So the first question, before I invite the kids up, that I had wanted to ask Joshua, is that there's like this beautiful, um, like a, a famous quote, and it's, is it Avid Aham? Who Ahad said? Ha'am, Okay, yes. yes. Who said, um, more than the Sabbath, more than Israel has kept the Sabbath, the Sabbath has kept Israel. And I'm just wondering if you could say a little bit about what that means. Yes, so as a people who were spread to the ends of the earth by the Roman Empire, we did not have a physical space to call our own. 
And so instead, we created what Abraham Joshua Heschel called a cathedral in time, where our time and our calendar and the way that we kept it is what was most sacred. And we don't necessarily realize actually what a Christian country we have until you start to pay attention to other calendars people have. Mm. So there are many different New Year's that happen, whether it is Lunar New Year or the Jewish New Year. And whenever there was a revolution, spiritual or social, everyone tried to have a new calendar. Oh, and so as a Jewish person, I feel out of sync with the Gregorian calendar mm. and most especially on Shabbat, mm. when the world is going on and people are going about their lives and mine quiets down a great deal. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. That is really beautiful. Well, I know that the, the Shabbat meal sort of anchors the beginning of Sabbath. And so we'd love for you to walk us through that. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm gonna, so what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna invite the kids to come up. If you would like to, we're not gonna force you, but if you would like to come up and get a closer look, you can come on up. Yeah, so let's bring the table over here. Yeah, in the center. Wonderful. This table, yeah, this okay. table. Yeah. Why don't we take some so, stuff off? And like, um, yeah, if anybody wants to come on up. We have snacks up here, which are really yummy. Goldfish and so chocolate eggs. So here. this is the place to be in the sanctuary right so now. Come on, Simeon. Yeah. Right. yeah, I don't think there were Easter eggs in the original Shabbat table. <laughs> That's <then>. right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, let's, so, yeah awesome. come on up. Come on, come on up, up, friends. Come on up. I have a four-year-old, so I really, really <laughs> love kids. Come yeah, on come on up. Yeah, come on up. Yeah, Simeon. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so just around. Come on up. Right. Are you really excited? You okay. <laughs> Simeon is like super excited. Come on up. Yeah, awesome. gather around. Welcome everyone. Okay, come, come on, on up, guys. Up. Okay. All right. So yeah, we can bring these, these shawls. And the candles are okay on the table. Awesome. So be a little careful of the tippy candles. Okay, so everything on Shabbat. Oh, sweetheart, it's okay. <laughs> Everything begins with the candles. And the reason is, in the creating of the tabernacle, there are said to be 39 different ways that we work. And so even in holy pursuits like this, it can sometimes feel like work. And so one of the things that we do is we light the candles and recite the blessing, is we actually cover our eyes making clear that the candles are there to beautify the space and inaugurate the time. They're not used for light itself. And then we bless them. And this is literally, there are different thoughts that the candlelight is reflecting off of our fingers or that we are focusing on something that feels even brighter than the light itself. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Ha'olam Asher Kiddushanu B'mitvotav V'tzivanu Lehadlik Ner Lehadlik Ner Shel Shabbat So what we have here are two different candles and a lot of Shabbat happens in twos. It's said that you even get a second soul on Shabbat because you are so filled with joy and relaxation. We got a double portion of manna when we were wandering in the desert. And that prayer was thanking God for commanding us to kindle the lights of Shabbat as a visible reminder that we can stop working and start in 
enjoy. Next, we bless the wine. It's okay, this is, yeah. okay, I wanted to make sure I was not using something for Eucharist as yeah, well. No, no, okay, yeah. wonderful. So the next is blessing fruit of the vine. And the reason for that is it is blessing relationship with God. That, God, that wine is not naturally occurring on earth necessarily. It is a process that human beings have cultivated. And so it is honoring and blessing this incredible collaboration. Amen. We thank you, God, for giving us fruit of the vine. You have better wine than we do in synagogues. <laughs> it's because we're Episcopalia. That's <laughs> and so next up is the challah. And I want to hold this up, if I may. Do you see how cool this is? This is not your typical, well, I guess maybe in Chelsea it's your typical bread. But in most places in the world, it is not your typical bread. And it is braided very carefully. And there's so much significance to it. First of all, it is the interweaving of lives and of family. The thought being that it's different strands of family. The second being that it's us and God weaving together closely. And in addition, there is a charitable process literally baked into the challah itself. And you are supposed to take a portion of the dough and bake it and give it as charity. And so it makes very clear that yes, we should enjoy. Shabbat is supposed to be joyful but we should not enjoy it at the expense of many other people who don't even have bread. I believe you quoted, um, not by bread alone. And uh, in this case, there has to be bread for more people than just us. So we bless the bread and we take it. All these, all these rituals I'm sure are familiar to you. It is not surprising that the Eucharist looks very similar. Jesus observed Shabbat, almost certainly, maybe not in the exact same way as Jews do today, but in a way that would have been recognizable. Um, interestingly, the Passover Seder was not yet invented, so it's pretty clear that uh, his last supper was not a Passover Seder, but Shabbat, yes, Jesus most certainly observed Shabbat. Baruch atadonai Eloheinu melech haolam, hamotzi lechem in haaretz, amen. And now we can all take a little piece of bread, you get really good bread with some nice raisins and stuff in there. Thank you for waiting so patiently. I'm never this patient when waiting for challah, so I'm grateful to you. Oh, is that the challah truck? That's awesome. You all know how to do this. So a few additional reflections that might be helpful, and especially might contextualize the sibling relations that we have as religious traditions. A lot of people view Judaism as the parent. I actually think that's not historically correct. I think we're siblings who at different points have been estranged and at other points have been very close. And the closeness comes from the destruction of the second temple in 70 of the common era. And so whatever was going on at the temple, there were different groups that had moved away from it long before. And the Galilee became the center of Jewish life. And the altar that was in the temple became the table where you studied and you ate and you prayed and you enjoyed. And so what you're seeing right now is probably something that occurred in the Galilee not that long after the destruction of the second temple, not that long after Jesus died, 
when people were reconstituting faith after Rome had really tried to wipe it out. And it seems kind of wonderful, and it's supposed to be joyful with sounds of children at play. That's exactly right. Why? It was a time of grief and grieving for all that Rome had destroyed, for the salting of the earth, for the destruction of the second temple. And so we had to make our homes places of joy and wonder and hope because the wider world was really complicated and difficult. And so that's what we have here. By the way, anyone, what, what is your favorite type of challah? Do you like chocolate challah? Have you ever had that before? Mm. No, not yet. Mm-hmm. I'll come back. <laughs> Thank you. I was um, busy. Come to this mic. I have a question for you. Absolutely. Sorry, I was busy um, serving goldfish. Um, so I'm not sure if you covered this, but I know this, there's something around blessings, right? Like blessing the kids? Yes. Yeah? What is that about? So blessing of children, these blessings originated, it's the priestly blessing, it's the prayer for peace or the greeting of peace that you give, we actually give to our children. And one of the ways that you do it, it's the blessing of Ephraim and Menashe. May you be like Ephraim and Menashe, if you have more than one child, may there be no sibling rivalry. May they be blessed like this, so it's not like you have the one at your right hand and your left. Um, There's this notion of equality among kids, mm. and unconditional love from parents. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. All right. Do you want me to talk about one or two other blessings? Or yeah, no, I, no, I love that. Jews we need more blessings. Jews talk for a long time, so you will let me know. <laughs> well, you know what? Christians talk for longer. Okay, so. fair enough. You'll, you'll have to let me know when it's time to, to, to hit the pause button. I even feel like that is antiquated these days. Um, so a few other things. If you go to a Jewish table after the meal, and it's supposed to be a special meal, there's a whole segment of the Jewish population that is vegetarian all week, and they have a little bit of chicken on Friday night. It's supposed to be elevated. It is seen as a a special meal. People sit around the table singing sometimes for hours, beginning with Birkat Hamazon, the blessing after meals, which imagines something like a messianic era in which there is no hunger in which there is no want. And then you continue singing psalms and other things, and it is so filled with joy. I will say people are often eating and drinking, so there's a lot of joy in the room. And people are pounding on the table and singing, and it fills the house with such wonder. It does feel like a sacred space. And so you sit around the table singing and talking, And the goal is to have conversations like you don't have the rest of the week. The big reflective conversations, the what's it all about conversations, the relationship conversations, and it is something truly extraordinary. So whatever you call your Shabbat, call it Wednesday, call it any day of the week. If you could take one day or even one hour without technology, without all of the typical obligations of work, including sacred obligations, I might add, and just be rather than do, it will change your life. And insofar as Jesus practiced Shabbat, you're not talking about appropriating a Jewish practice. You're talking about reclaiming a practice that is really central to both of our traditions. And I think lamentably ceased being as central to Christianity over the centuries. 
And so this is the world's first labor law that everyone needed to rest. This is the world's first code of conduct, not for doing, but not doing. And it is something that brings us joy. So may it bring you joy as well. Thank you so much. By the way, you are so incredibly well-behaved. Yeah, get Tala, get whatever you need. What an amazing group here. I know. I know. They're, they're, all, they're, they're always, the yes, yes. Feel free to help yourselves. Yeah, guys, definitely have some of the candy It's because their too. parents have trained them to legit. be so well-behaved. They're like this all the time, right? <laughs> yes. Like well, um, after service, um, at, from 1130 to 1230, we're going to gather, after we say. grab coffee and snacks over from the rectory, um, Rabbi Joshua is going to be here to answer any burning questions you may have um, for him about the Sabbath, um, anything having to do with Judaism, I mean, lots of anything you would like to ask him. Um, but for now, I think that maybe there's a final blessing that you're going to offer us, and then um, we'll continue Where's in our worship. Blessing? Yeah. So this blessing is not going to be strange or foreign for any of you, but it is the first blessing in the Torah that human beings gave each other affirming the power of people to be a blessing to each other's lives. It is also the blessing that parents give children on Shabbat, and it is a blessing that we can give each other today, a prayer for peace. May God bless you and protect you. May God shine God's countenance upon you and be merciful to you. May God never for a second turn away from you and always grant you the gift we know of as shalom, of wholeness of mind and body and spirit. And on this day in your church of Sabbath and the blessing of rest, as together we say, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Joshua. Thank you, so grateful for you. Yeah, and you guys, you guys can feel free to take some of that stuff back. You guys wanna take some of those Easter eggs so back. All right, oh yeah. It's fun having the kids up here. We may do this every week. <laughs> My sermon will probably not enthrall them as much, but um, yeah, we can move this over. All right. So um, that was really beautiful, Joshua. I don't know where he went, but oh yeah, there you are. Yes. And hoping that like as he was sharing about um, the Shabbat meal, that that could you know inspire you and think for yourselves as well. I mean, I love a number of those things um, when I think about gathering people on a Friday night or over the weekend, and that idea that like you talk about things that maybe you normally wouldn't talk about during the week, um, and slowing down in that way. So hope we can commend that practice to you. Um, I'm going to invite, um, I think Amy is coming to lead prayers of the people for us. So let's lift up, continue to worship in our prayers together.